My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're going to continue a bit of what we touched on with the last episode. We're talking about how to optimize your well-being, how to level up, how to upgrade the five elements that you need to have to be successful in every area of your life. They are physical, mental, financial, emotional, and spiritual fitness. That's what we're focused on. And last week, we went deep into the physical, touching on my stable table with your daily hydration, movement, nutritious meals, and your quality sleep. Today, I'm going to touch on mental, financial, emotional, and spiritual well-being and how we can upgrade and maintain a high level of performance in all five areas. If you're interested in leveling up, stick around. I liken these updates or upgrades or optimization, maintenance. I like to look at them in ways that make sense with other things we utilize and interact with in our lives. Most people have a car and most people have a computer and or a smartphone. Think about how you maintain properly your car to ensure that it's going to operate at its optimal peak performance. You want to stay on top of the maintenance. So when it comes to your car, you're going to do a number of things. You're going to change the oil. You're going to rotate the tires. You might change the spark plugs. And then there'll be other things of maintenance along the way, whether it be a timing belt or a battery replacement or an alternator. Everyone understands that. If you don't understand it, you bring your car to the mechanic and they take care of it for you. So in that analogy, you need to maintain your well-being, whether it's mental, financial, emotional, or spiritual. We already talked about physical. Regardless of what area it lands in, it is your responsibility. I grew up changing my own oil. My dad was a mechanic. That was easy for us to do. We had the equipment. As I got older, cars got lower to the ground and I didn't have a lift. So it's easier, more convenient for me to bring it into the shop. I still know what has to go on and I do request certain bits of maintenance. But for the most part, I leave it to the expert who is the mechanic. It's their job to look over my vehicle and inspect. Are the belts all right? Is the tire tread good? How are the brakes? Everything working, lights all in working order. Of course, it's my responsibility at the end of the day to make sure that is up to snuff because I'm the one that ultimately is responsible for it. But I depend on my mechanic shop to work in coordination with me to maintain the most optimal level of my vehicle's capability. The best it can run, that's where I want it run. Similarly, we have computers and smartphones that send updates. They say regular updates, and sometimes you can do it for automatic. So some of you may not be as familiar with that little badge that pops up that has like a red one, a red circle with a one in the middle that says, hey, you've got a software update that needs to be downloaded. Sometimes it just does it automatically if that's your option. 
However, probably would be well-informed to know what's going on with your phone. I've spoken with many people that don't ever update their phone. And what happens is an update will come in, say you're at software level 10.0. An update comes in at 10.1. It's going to fix any bugs or conflicts that are happening within software and hardware interactions in the phone or computer itself. If you delay that 0.1 update and the 0.2 update comes out, the 0.2 update may not be compatible with 10.0 because you've skipped over one update. Make sense? So you want to keep updating your phone on a regular basis in order for it to run optimally. There will come a time where five, six, seven, eight updates later, your phone will not update because 10.8 just simply is not compatible with 10.0. And, and it just would be so far ahead. And sometimes you're not able to go back and actually add in each sequential update. So it makes it simple to fix the bugs and to fix the bits that are not working within the phone to update your software and level up every single time. So we want to do the same thing with our fitness, with our physical fitness, with our mental fitness, with our financial fitness, our emotional and our spiritual fitness. We want to do the same thing. I like to think of it like a car maintenance because my dad was a mechanic. It makes sense to me. But if you're more techie and you like the idea of thinking of a computer, go ahead. Either one will work. But when it comes to my physical fitness, I do outsource and, and find partnerships in that I have trainers that train me, right? And then I maintain my stable table on a daily basis. When it comes to mental fitness, it's just me for the most part. Certainly, I could seek out therapist or mentor of sorts, but maintaining clear mental status is essential. How you would do that is by limiting input and exposure to negativity, gossip, small thinking, negativity, gossip, small thinking, fear-based information. You want to limit that and you want to invite what you do want, positivity, optimism, growth mindset, flexible mindset. You want to limit what's not working. You want to embrace what is working. And then you want to keep a little bit of a field around that. We've talked about limiting the news, about limiting these negative influences, whether they're from your work or your community or your family and friends, which makes it a little tough. But you need to start to etch out a little bit of space so you can get that mindset back. Or if you've never had it, to get it established. Once it's established, it's really easy to tune out those other things when they do come into your sphere. But you need to flood the mind with good, healthy input. The same way you would your body for food. Junk food in, junk food out. Junk in, junk out. Back to the computer metaphor. If you got negativity going in, it's going in. If you have positive information going in, it's going in, right? Which one do you want? This is where you get to choose. When it comes to financial fitness, it's very simple. 
We want to live beneath our means, as in we want to bring in more than goes out. Now, not talking about someone who's heavily invested in income-based assets. If you're using debt, good debt, to leverage assets that are bringing in, helping you with cash flow, that's totally different. Talking about if in a nine to five, you're not earning enough to sustain your lifestyle, you got two options. You need to drastically change your lifestyle or need to bring more value to the marketplace and earn more money. Most people that I've come across in the tens of thousands of people that I've coached in this area want to focus on what they're spending. Buying a coffee every day, they're going on that holiday, they souped up their wardrobe or bought a new car and they have a big car payment, which has maintenance and also has insurance and this, that, and the other. You can reduce those things. It will feel like a restriction diet because, and it will feel like a punishment. And that's why it doesn't typically work because at some point you'll just be like, doesn't feel good. What feels good is earning more money, making more money. So invest in yourself and create a side hustle or a second job, eventually starting your own business. And when you're making more money than your nine to five is earning, then go all in in what is making you happy and earning more money will be a part of that. And if for any reason, it's probably a false one, but if for any reason you feel like you're tapped out and you cannot earn any more, I invite you to brainstorm on 10 ways that you actually can, because I think once you write things down, you'll realize that there's a lot of ways to earn money, whether it's taking that old suit or motorcycle helmet or fan that you're not using and selling it on Marketplace or on a Craigslist, or whether it's taking on another job that just brings you another 500 bucks a month or 100 bucks a week, this little increments that get your mind going. You can consult online. You can copy edit online. You can list a skill that you have on Fiverr. There are a myriad of things that you can do. You can dog sit. You can cat sit. You can do whatever your passion is. Find a need in the marketplace and start to ruminate on that. Bring that into your after hours. So if you work nine to five, you get home six, you eat dinner from seven to 10 or seven to nine, even two or three dedicated hours every day, you will start to see something produced from there and you'll be enjoying yourself. So it takes six months to make an extra thousand bucks a month. Then you all enjoy it along the way. When it comes to emotional fitness and emotional regulation, it's similar to mental in that you need to block out people who are negative in your sphere, people who are Harping on you, have small mindset, they're fear-based, they're worried about you. You need to limit that exposure in order to embrace your own regulation. A big piece of emotional regulation goes back to my stable table. If you are not hydrating, if you are not moving hourly for one, two, three, four, five minutes, if you are not eating whole nutritious meals, and if you do not have a good sleep routine, it is going to be so close to impossible for you to maintain your emotional regulation, like for you to regulate your emotions on the daily 
will be virtually impossible. You might be able to do it for five out of seven days, but you will break because those other things lend themselves to that peace of mind. Truly, that peace of mind and that emotional regulation is predicated on good quality sleep and movement, hydration, and eating well. It's just not even arguable. When it comes to spiritual fitness, there's a wide variety of what you could do. You could be praying, meditating. You could be journaling. If you're a writer, writing is spiritual connection for you. You could be out in nature. You could be spending time with animals, whether pets or in the wild. No one else can dictate really how your spiritual connection is impacted. Maybe it's walking through the forest. Maybe it's walking along the beach. Maybe it's sitting quietly in meditation and finding your center there. Maybe it is spending time with animals and maybe just being outside, not particularly anywhere, but just outside, feeling fresh air, embracing nature. That can lend itself to your spiritual fitness. You get to decide what that looks like. The key thing I want to impress upon you is that regularity and consistency cannot be overstated here. What you do each and every day in private when no one's watching will lend itself and lead to public recognition for what you've done at some point if you consistently perform. Now, what that recognition may look like I'm not talking like awards or, but it could mean value in the marketplace. It could mean acknowledgements on the daily. When you work out at the gym and you look a certain way, you're toned, you're vibrant in your face, your eyes are glossy, you got a good smile on your face. People recognize you, right? You understand what that's like when you're having a good day and someone says, hey, how's it going? You know, you look fantastic. Or they just vibe with you, right? It's the same thing in all other categories. So mentally, to maintain your mental fitness, you need to be focused each and every day. Whether it's 10 minutes of reading, some stimulating information, listening to a podcast, something that's uplifting every single day. For financial fitness, it's similar. You need to put into practice whether it's a side hustle or whether it's executing on a well-laid-out spending plan and financial plan, you need to apply that each and every day to your life. Not just on the weekends, but when you're at work and you pop out to grab an extra coffee or you go out with a colleague for lunch, that's 40 bucks, right? Boom, gone. So you have to Keep it front of mind each and every day so you're conscientious until you build routines and until you up your income. It needs to stay front of mind. When it comes to emotional fitness, each and every day, you just need to employ the other aspects, especially those of physical fitness, especially my stable table is will help you immensely. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to maintain your stable table in order to regulate your emotions and to manage those on day in and day out. 
basis. Already touched on the spiritual fitness. It does need to take place each and every day. These are five, five elements that you need to keep front and center. And they will balance out your entire life and allow you to do all the things that you want to do very freely and with peace of mind. Again, if you didn't catch the episode last week, jump back and give a listen to that. We go a little bit deeper into how to maintain my stable table and the physical fitness side. You've talked about personal agency and taking control and being accountable for each and every aspect of your life. I'll close with saying this. You've got a lot of information. You can use gradients, apply them to each and every one of these areas. But if right now, pick anyone you want. If right now, let's say on the physical fitness side, if you were to take your physical level of stamina, of strength, of tone, of cardiovascular strength and metabolic flexibility, if you were to take those components and transpose them into that of a car and they were your tires, your rims, your tires, like whether they had air in them and whether they had tread in them, your rims, whether they were rusted out or polished, your oils, your fluids, your coolant in the radiator, whether you have windshield wiper fluid in, whether your seats were adjustable, whether your radio works, whether the dashboard's all lit up with dummy lights or whether it's clear. How does your physical fitness right now, how's that maintenance looking? Do you need to level up? Do you need to apply a little more attention in that area for not only regular maintenance, but to get caught up to regular maintenance? Maybe it's your emotional fitness. You can compare that to the car. Are you able to, do you wake up feeling light and energetic? And then you have an hour or two to yourself to roll through your morning at your pace. You have a lovely breakfast, like a whole food breakfast, and you still feel great and light and energetic. And as you go about through your day, if someone road rages in front of you or flips you off or gets in your face, are you able to let that go within a certain amount of time? Of course, it's going to have some impact on you, but is it five seconds and you're able to let it go? Is it 30 seconds and you're able to let it go? Do you find yourself going to work or proceeding through your day and two, three hours later, you're still on edge about it? Do you stay awake at night thinking about it before you go to bed, before you're able to fall asleep? Does it still piss you off the next day? A week later, a month later, the next time you see that person, are you still aggravated? How you manage this, how you manage to let those feelings go will all but determine your ability to regulate. I hope that the core analogy and maintaining that, performing regular maintenance, scheduled times where you can level up works for most of you. If not, the computer, the upgrades to update the information, to apply all the bug fixes, that one can work too. But imagine yourself as a computer running, your mind, your emotional 
and your mental fitness as that of a computer with hardware and software? Do you have some bugs that you need to clear up? Are all your programs even compatible? Do you feel like they're running optimally? Do you have RAM left? Do you have an external storage hard drive that you have to save a bunch of information on? Comparing that to your mind is actually a great visual because at some point a computer doesn't work. It just starts to slow down. Got 80,000 photos on there and 200,000 tunes and iTunes and nothing's backed up. Just everything's on the hard drive. It starts to work slower. It starts to be less functional. You start to see that little pinwheel of death on the Mac products anyway. That can be your mind. If you have so much going on in your mind that you have not released, that you have not closed cycles on. And if you need to hear more about closing cycles, you can go back a few episodes and hear more about that. If you are not conserving some energy and have exhausted all of your mental bandwidth, that is just like a computer coming to the end. We call it a crash. Computers crashed. I lost everything. That kind of crash where you might actually lose data. You might actually lose your capacity at some point to emotionally regulate, to get your mindset fit. So I urge everyone to like be proactive about it, to give it some thought. How are you doing in those five elements? How are you doing physically? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing financially? How are you doing emotionally? And how are you doing spiritually? If you can check off all those five, that you are thriving, then that's awesome. You're a rock star. And I'm sure you spent a lot of time developing healthy habits and routines that support that ongoing. Because it's not something that just happens once. If you maintain these five areas of your life, you will be able to perform at a higher level consistently. If you have any questions about this or where you might start, or maybe you're just struggling in a certain area, feel free to hit the website. It's mystabletable.com. There's an inquiry box there. You can send me a message. Also, we have a free wellness community. It's on the outro. You can text the word yes to 206-483-2960. Quick shout out to the top tracker again is Rebecca. She is killing it. Of all the people that DM, that send in email messages, that join the text community, or that have sent an inquiry through the website, Rebecca remains for the last two, three months, the top tracker. I love seeing that. I love to be of support to you. If I can, please do reach out. You have resources. Tony Robbins said something that I often think about. I understood it the second he said it, and I have enjoyed ruminating on it since. He said, it's never a matter of resources. We all have the same amount of time. It's never amount of resources. You have the capacity for energy, for income, for time. It's like everybody else. The difference is 
your resourcefulness. So if you're playing victim, if you're feeling at effect of life, like life is done unto you, you will feel that you have an issue around resources. I don't have enough time, money, energy, love, whatever. If you recognize that you have personal agency, that you are accountable, you are responsible, you are at cause of what happens in your world, then you will recognize that it is a matter of resourcefulness. And you got that. You got it in spades, whether you've uncovered it or not. So go out and get it. And for this week, I bid you adieu. And until next time, be well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206 483-2960. Again, that's keyword yes to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.